Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic to cosplay to Schitt's Creek to Supernatural and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to this live stream event of It's a Fandom Thing. It's weird because I've been off, like I haven't been recording episodes for a whole week, and it feels like about a year, so... It's very weird. It's been a weird time to not have anything to edit. It's like bizarre. So my life has felt kind of out of place. It's really weird. So I'm glad to be back to doing this. And we are going to be discussing Glee. So I'm going to say we're continuing our discussion of Ryan Murphy, only because the first podcast episode that's going to air is going to be talking about Nip Tuck. But this is the very first one, if you're watching, if you watch this live, that's going to be talking about um, Glee. So this was a new show for me. This is my very first time watching Glee, which is kind of surprising just because of the subject. It's really surprising since I love musicals and I was a geek and a theater geek (laughs) in high school. So it's kind of surprising that I didn't watch this, but I have lots and lots of opinions (laughs) But we're going to try. This is going to probably be a shorter live stream than we usually have. But I'm glad to have Judy on with us. So thank you so much, Judy, for joining me for this one. And I'm super excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> and what have you been into lately, Judy? You will be extremely happy to hear that I'm finally watching Queer as Folk. <laughs> Which actually, Erin knew this um, because every <laughs> once in a while, I'll be, I'll, I'll like text her and be like, "Wait, what's going on?" You know, <laughs> I'm only on season three, so you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of it now, but I'm definitely having, having, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's good. It's, um, it's got a few dark moments, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting show. I'm, I'm definitely liking it. So good. Good. I'm glad you're liking it. I, and the other Erin is watching it too. So I get, she's okay. a little bit further ahead, but I get notices from her every once in a while too. So it makes me very happy. <laughs> Everyone is discovering my favorite show. So that makes me extremely excited. And do you like Brian? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, he's obviously a complicated character, right? Um, yeah. Yes and no. Like you can see that he cares about his friends and Mm -hmm. you know he keeps doing these like subtle good deeds but on the surface loves to be like i'm a total jerk so (laughs) he's he's complicated i wish he'd stop sabotaging his friends because he does keep doing that um but yeah i don't hate him but he's not my favorite (laughs) 
Well, that's 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 better than Carla's reaction. I'm sure I know some people just probably hate him. And you know what? In real life, if I was dealing with somebody like that, I would say he's toxic as hell. Run, like yeah. run for the hills. Like you need to get away from this guy. On a TV show, he's a you know fascinating character. Yeah, I would say that too, even though I adore him. But I would still say that too. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, what I'm into. Well, I've been out of town, so I'm not really. And all I've been watching is Glee and Nip Tuck. That's all I've been watching, which is the weirdest, oddest combination ever. <laughs> Let me just tell you, don't, don't, don't ever do that. <laughs> Because it's really weird, especially Nip Tuck is very hard show to binge, very hard show to binge. So I, I'm, I'm into music. I don't know, listening to a lot of music. So I'm not really into something specific only because I that's all I've been watching and I've been out of town. So and I'm into the ocean and planning road trips. Mm. <laughs> I love being near the ocean. And that's I a nice thing to ocean. be into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I miss the ocean. OK, well, let's start talking about Glee. And what I first want to talk about is just, I mean, of course, everybody knows if you are listening to this, I'm sure you have watched Glee, so you know what Glee is about. Uh, but I just, so I want to talk about the musical numbers, because of course, that is probably the biggest part of Glee there is, is the musical numbers. And they've covered so many different things. Of course, I mean, I'll just put Don't Stop Believing out there just because I know that they're really known for that, even though I guess supposedly, I think a lot of the cast, actually, that's their least favorite one. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that a few of them just don't like it. Although I, I think Leah Michelle did, but some of the other ones are like, yeah, enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is understandable. Yeah. Um. So, and I'm sure even Journey gets sick of that song. <laughs> so, uh, what What are some of your favorite numbers? Ah, oh, well, I, when I saw you put this on the agenda, like favorite musical numbers, I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I went through season one and had a list of like 25. <laughs> so I had to kind of like, figure yeah. out i love them all i mean not all you know don't get me wrong mm -hmm. there's some bad ones but i just love them so much i love musicals i was when i saw the preview for glee i was like i gotta watch that and <laughs> i was hooked from episode one i loved it loved it loved it so what i had to do was kind of like reduce that 700 plus songs that they did over their mm -hmm. time down to some favorites so like i i like them for different reasons um and I kind of categorize them. Like there's some that I love for their emotional impact. Like what was going on in the story that, you know, had been crying or laughing or mm -hmm. whatever. Some were just fun. And then others were like those talent showcasers. So yeah. for the fun ones, uh, of course, how can you not love Britney, Britney? Like the when Britney S. Pierce dances to Britney Spears, Oh my gosh, it's just I just love everything about that. So so good. Slave for you. Yeah, like when she does Slave for You, that is just ah, I get excited <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> I want to go watch it. Um, another one that I loved just for the fun of it was Sue when Sue Sylvester did Vogue. I mean, come on. <laughs> like that was amazing. Um, I love those like kind of cool theme episodes they did where like they did um, Fleetwood Mac's Rumors or Michael Jackson, Billy Joel, and they did a meatloaf. Like I, I, mm -hmm. I love meatloaf. I've always had a thing. I just, his, his voice is so powerful and the magic combination of him and Jim Steinman. I just love it to death. So yeah, that, those are some of my fun, fa favorite fun ones. And um, Jonathan Groff. You know, when he was on there performing um, as Jesse, I just, he's one of the best talents on the show. 
Um, I wish they had done better by the character of Jesse St. James, because I feel like that was kind of maybe some squander potential. Like they could have done some really cool stuff with that character um, and Jonathan Groff, because again, what a talent. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, when he did Queen and that kind of stuff, he was just amazing. So those were some of my favorite fun ones. And then for just talent show off, um, you know, anytime Blaine gets in front of that microphone, I just... He's just incredible. Love Blaine to death. Um, when Mercedes and Santana perform together, it just mm-hmm. fire. Like river deep, mountain high. I'm like, <laughs> ah, I just, you know, I get turnt just listening. <laughs> of course, Rachel's best ones are, you know, the Don't Rain on My Parade, uh, Faithfully. Although Ra- Rachel has so many amazing moments. Um, mm-hmm. She does have a fantastic voice. You know, whether, whether you like, Leah Michelle or not, you know, there's kind of no denying that the girl she's can a sing. talent. I mean, she's there. She's yeah, a talent. Can't sing, can't <laughs> um, what else? Santana doing Valerie. Ah, fantastic. Um, when the whole choir gets together to do some somebody to love, I love that version yeah. of it. Or Mercedes hits that note at the end. I just try to sing it with her, and <laughs> um, and then Mercedes Jones just killing everything she sings. She's mm-hmm. just, she's an amazing talent. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite impact, you know, like emotional impact moments. I want to <laughs> hold your hand by Kurt. Uh, you know, when Kurt sings that to to his dad, I just, you know, when Kurt cries, I cry. <laughs> every, yeah. every episode that Kurt cries, so am I. <laughs> every song from the episode quarterback, when they honor um, Finn and Corey Monteith, you know, from I Die mm-hmm. Young and Seasons of Love, Make You Feel My Love, I just you know, weeped, wept through that episode. And you could tell um, that they were really, really, really crying. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's their friend mm-hmm. and who died in such a tragic, sudden way. And so they're singing not only as a part of their character, but mm-hmm. yeah, and dealing know, with and their own emotions. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. Sorry, I was reading some of the comments because I know there's a bunch that uh, have been put in here about rumor has it any any yes. Sue does the boy is mine. <laughs> oh, that was a fun one. Yeah, Mercedes and and Santana again. They're yeah. you know mm-hmm. rock that together. Um, when Rachel and Shelby sang together, um, those two were just amazing, and I love anything Adana Menzel does. Um, Landslide. Uh, I thought that was a beautiful, just a beautiful moment when of vulnerability for Santana and um, I feel pretty slash unpretty. They did some great mashups on this show. And that was, that's, that's one Mm -hmm. that had a lot of emotional and important impact. So that's my very short (laughs) summary (laughs) of some of my favorites. Like they did 700 songs. How do I pick favorites? So what are your favorites? (laughs) I was surprised that you did not mention (laughs) Teenage Dream. I'm really surprised you didn't mention that either. Oh, list, I, actually, I was trying to keep it short. <laughs> I actually, and for that one, I actually think Teenage Dream is probably my favorite. I I adore Darren Chris. I just am yeah. going to say that right now because you're going to hear me talk about Darren Chris a lot while we're talking about Ryan Murphy, especially when we talk about American Crime Story. You're going to probably get annoying. So I you're going to hear me. You're going to hear me rave and rave about Darren Chris because. I think he is such a fantastic actor. He is such a good actor. He's just, he blows me away. And he's an amazing singer. 
And my, I love the teenage dream when him, when Kurt and Blaine first meet, that is just, it's romantic. It's sweet. It's mm-hmm. like, like watching Kurt, you can see he's just like, he's so gaga over this guy, like right away, <laughs> this guy who Blaine is kind of clueless. I mean, honestly, he's so clueless how he could not see that Kurt was like falling for him from the very beginning is beyond me. But, you know, you can see he's just like, oh, this tall drink of water, you know, this handsome boy who can sing and he's singing this love song pretty much to me. And a lot of people have said, you know, that his version is better than the original. And I would agree. I had no opinion on this song at all until he sang it. And but then I think his when he sings it after he's cheated on Kurt when he's singing it in, in the bar and it's more of an acoustic version of it. And you can see him crying and welling up with tears. And that was like, Oh my gosh. And you could watch the hurt on Kurt's face because Kurt knows that he did that. Something is wrong because of the way he's singing it. That was just, I mean, that's probably, I would say hands down, probably my favorite just because there's so much emotion there and so much hurt there. And, you know, it's a song that really on the surface is seems really silly, but I think what Darren Chris did with that added so much nuance and so much love to it that I just, I just thought it was just beautiful. But yeah, he's just, he's, he's just so amazing. So that's my absolute favorite, which I was like, I know Judy's going to mention this. I was so shocked when you did. So like, yeah, yeah, it's on my list. I was like, oh, can I edit? I'm like, I have to like narrow this down. <laughs> like, yay, I can say it. I thought when they all performed The Scientist in that same episode, uh, The Breakup, I thought that was really good. The Oh, sorry, Kara, sorry. I Not to interrupt, but my hands down favorite is Confessions uh, slash It's My Life. Yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a good one, too. Yes. Yes, you're right. They did have so many good mashups. They did a lot of, I think Umbrella and Singing in the Rain was a really, was a great mashup, especially the performance wise. Watching that with uh, one of the ones with Gwyneth Gwyneth Paltrow, that was really, really good, I thought too. Yeah, I think uh, the Billy Joel episode, because I love Billy Joel. So I thought that episode was fantastic. I also loved the Beatles episode too. And you also got... I, if you can't tell already, I ship Kurt and Blaine. I have read some stuff recently where a lot of people call this relationship toxic. I don't know if Judy thinks it's toxic. I don't really think it's toxic, but I love them together. So I loved the over the top proposal. I would hate for anybody to propose to me that way, I will say, but it fit their relationship and I thought it was really sweet. Yeah, I agree about, especially about True Colors. Yeah, True Colors, that song makes me cry anyway. (laughs) No matter who's singing it, it makes me cry. Same, Um, same. Yeah, yeah. But those are, those are actually probably my, my favorites. I thought, and I should have written it down, but I thought the song that they sang, even though season six is kind of, <laughs> I think the song that um, that they sang in the transitioning episode at the very end was really good. And that was really powerful um, because everybody on that stage, if you didn't know, except for the actress who um, was who was who is an actress and who is not a trans man. 
she's a woman and you know dot uh dot marie jones thank you thank Mm -hmm. you yeah but with the exception of her everybody on that stage um was either transitioning or had fully transitioned so i think that's also important because i know and we're going to get into representation here in a second but a big criticism that ryan murphy has always faced is the way he handles representation sometimes. Um, I know there were a lot of issues in NipTuck, which by the time this airs as a podcast, we will have already talked about NipTuck, and you will probably hear a lot about me talking about the gallons of issues that show <laughs> <laughs> um, So I think Ryan Murphy slowly, steadily gets a little bit better. Sometimes he still has all these missteps. But I think that was so powerful. That was a very powerful moment in a season that overall was really kind of like lackluster. I think that was a very, very good episode. So I think that that was a great one as well. But yeah, Teenage Dream, especially the acoustic version. I could just listen to that forever. I could just sit there and watch Darren Chris singing for hours and hours and hours. (laughs) He was one of the you know, best stars and best singers of that show and actors for that matter. Like he really did a fantastic job on that show. Yes. See, I warned everybody a few days ago that I was (laughs) going to be raving about Darren Chris because I adore that man ever since American crime story. And so when we talk about American crime story next week, you are going to have to put up with that audience. (laughs) (laughs) That's not going to be a live one, but we're going to be gushing about that. Yeah. Nip tuck was very wild. It's still very wild. I've been binging that while watching Glee. And let me tell you, like I said before, that is the oddest combination. That's like a cocktail. Shifting gear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's very weird yeah. to watch those two together. So it's like, and I had watched Nip Tuck before. I'd actually never finished it because I got really sick and fed up with it. Um, but I'm finishing it now because of the podcast. But yeah, that's. Uh, well, I mean, I've been binging oh. Queer as Folk and then went back and like did some Queer, or uh, what's it called? Uh, Glee highlights. And yeah. that's an interesting transition, too. <laughs> that That is, that is. I think that probably fits a little bit better, but yeah. <laughs> but no, that's an interesting transition, too. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Kara wants to know, are there any songs that you do not like? There that's a good were, question. <laughs> for sure. I mean, of course, that, what, what was that, like, Run, Johnny, Run, or something? And it was supposed to be terrible, and it was. Um, but in general, like there's there's a lot that like are kind of met, you know, that didn't na- really make a memorable impact on me. But I've been listening to the Gleek or the the Glee soundtracks um, for the last week or two, you know, trying mm-hmm. to remember all the music, and even the songs that were like not great were fun to sing to, like a you know. Believe it or not, the song that's in my head right now, because I was listening to it on the way to where I am now, I'm in a hotel room, as you can tell, um, was <laughs> Afternoon Delight. I mean, it was terrible and silly, and I kind of loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I can't remember a ton that I absolutely didn't like at all. And I think one of the reasons I could sing along with most of them, and mm-hmm. I love singing along with them. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we were talking about sing-alongs because it would be fun to do that. But since this is on YouTube, we will get 
<laughs> copyright will just come right in. I mean, there's already been, when we did our scare me when someone claimed copyright for something on there, I don't have any clue what possibly could have been. And YouTube overturned it because there was nothing we did that was copyright infringement. But so that's the thing, but we could like, we're going like, to do, we could just say just a city boy born <laughs> yeah. and raised on South Detroit. <laughs> he took the midnight train going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then don't stop we'll just say don't stop that's all don't stop <laughs> so there now you've got panelists singing <laughs> so we wish we could do down. more yeah 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 um yeah I, you know i'm trying to think if there's one I, the ones that i didn't like were ones that seemed like they did it on purpose for you not to like um, you know, I, I don't fat bottom okay. girls was a little offensive, although it's still good. It it's was, great song, but I actually know? thought it was really well done. That's right? the thing. Yeah. I thought it was so well done that it didn't really didn't annoy me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so even though, you know, it is, I mean, that song overall is kind of problematic, I guess, but that didn't, that didn't bother me though. So yeah, I mean, what are some of yours, Gary? You can let us know. <laughs> uh, what some of yours are because I can't think of any other ones that I mean I think it's just because it's done so well that even songs that I don't normally like like Teenage Dream is my favorite and I don't really like that song but because of the way it was done I liked it so yeah oh your Copacabana I remember not liking that oh, one yeah. too much yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 there's a bunch that are just kind of meh but yeah yeah why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. We're going to talk about the characters now. And I mean, since there are so many characters, we're not going to go through them individually because we'd be here forever. So I want to just ask you what your favorite and least favorite. We'll start with favorite. And before we do that, though, I just quickly want to say what our poll, we did a poll on couples and who your favorite couple was. And we had in there Finn and Rachel, um, Kurt and Blaine. Um, we had Brittany and Santana. And then we had Will and Emma. And it was very tight not with Finn and Rachel. They like got like one vote. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very tight between the other three. Yeah. But Brittany and Santana did win. Yay, uh, yeah, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> so they did win, but it was extremely tight. Like there were only like a few votes separating everybody. And then um, Emma and Will and Kurt and Blaine tied basically for second place. So what are some of your favorite characters? Well, talking about relationships, this is actually one of the things I want to mention. The, to me, the very best relationship on the show isn't a romance at all. It's Kurt and his dad. Like, to me, by yeah. far, their relationship was so interesting and complex and nuanced. And, you know, the rest of the, the, rest of the cast jumped in and out of bed with the rest of the cast, like, over and over and over. Like, I don't even know how many times they switched partners back and forth mm -hmm. so that like, except for maybe Kurt and Blaine, it was almost a who cares because yeah. they did so much switching around. But that relationship between Kurt and his dad is just like my favorite thing. So talking about favorite yeah. characters, Kurt, 
I, I just, I love him. Um, you know, and again, when, when Kurt cries, I cry. When Kurt's emotional, I'm emotional. When he sings his little heart out, I just cheer him on. So I mm -hmm. love Kurt to death. Um, and yeah, I ship Kurt and Blaine. I thought they were just adorable together. Of course, that whole awkward thing with after they broke up and Sue Sylvester got that, like, that was so And the whole takeoff on Saw when they were traveling oh, in the God, fake elevator. so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess this show did weird and camp, but oof, that one, that, that, that jumped the shark right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so Kurt, Kurt's a favorite. And, and of course, Blaine, you know, the two of them were just kind of adorable together. Um, I did like Rachel. I know a lot of, there's, there's a lot of love hate with Rachel. <laughs> um, was she a pain in the ass and a diva? Absolutely. But she was also written as someone who was, I don't know, she was always trying to do better and be mm -hmm. better her, for herself and also like make friends with everybody and be welcoming. And was she difficult? Yeah, but I don't know. I, I like that she was always trying to. And she was a teenage girl. She was a mess, right? Like teenage girls are generally messes. Um, I love Santana. Um she had that tough exterior, you know, that mm -hmm. obviously covered a lot of conflict going on inside, but whew, she got the best singers <laughs> on the show. Yeah. She got like fantastic dialogue. Um, and her, I think that um, Naya Rivera just killed that whole story with her grandmother and her coming out mm -hmm. um, that it was so heartbreaking. Yeah. I, I, I love that. Um, and then my other favorite character is Coach Beast. Um, I just love him. Uh, yeah. You know, back when he was she, you know, when he was Shannon um, Beast, I thought like they gave her some really important stories, like the overcoming physical abuse um, with her husband, um, trying to find somebody uh, that would see past her exterior. Cause I know she felt, you know, self-conscious about mm -hmm. not being, feminine or when the boys were imagining her to um calm down yeah. sexually and she mm -hmm. she was open and honest and said you know this this hurts this is really personal so like she just got the best moments and then she was a fantastic teacher um all along she was always on the the kids side and will side and just just a good person and then her her storyline into transitioning to Shannon or oh, sorry what was Sheldon beast i just it was absolutely the highlight of season six um i was so excited to see that i mean it was a little fast like the way that they handled it but just to take a character that we loved and to uh to do that i was i was thrilled with what they did and again um coach beast is one of my favorite characters on the whole show yeah and someone mentioned when we did our poll someone said uh really you're not a fan of this show if you don't like Will and Coach Beast's relationship as well. Friendship. Oh, yeah, the well. relationship. Yeah. Yeah, their friendship. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and yes, and I know, and Santana is Gary's favorite. And I agree about that. And Mer Mercedes. I love Mercedes. But, yeah, and then, of course, I've already talked about Blaine, so I won't talk about Blaine again, not to annoy people. Um, I like Kurt a lot, too. I really love Kurt. And I agree. Kurt's relationship with his dad is so amazing and so rare to see that. Mm -hmm. 
And usually you would see that relationship. Usually, you know, it's the stereotypical, oh, the gay boy and his mother, and they have this close relationship. And of course he doesn't have his mother. So I thought it was great to see them together. I did like also Kurt's relationship with Finn was a very interesting one to watch. Yeah, agreed. And watch that one grow. And I think Finn was a really interesting character overall to watch a lot of his own struggles with his own identity of who he was and where he fit in and his struggle with, I mean, the fact that he thinks he's going to become a father in season one. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, I did kind of feel like, okay, who taught you biology and who taught you psych ed? Because (laughs) American education system. Really? You thought that? You thought I just, I remember going, oh my gosh, you poor, poor, poor boy. I thought you actually are falling for this. It's just, oh. And I thought, you know, Quinn was an interesting character too. Uh, that, I don't know. I think the show kind of, I think the show had a tendency to try to bring too many characters in. So sometimes you would lose some storylines for other people. I feel like they didn't know what to do with Quinn. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they could have done more, but yeah. And you're right. It did become a cast of thousands. (laughs) Yeah, it did. It just, and that tends, I mean, I think that's a Ryan Murphy thing, honestly. Um. (laughs) Kara, yes. Marry You and Bust Your Windows were both killer. Yeah. 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 And she's not a fan of Quinn. (laughs) (laughs) I see that. Okay. I liked her voice. I think she had like this pretty soft singing voice. I liked her when she sang. Yeah, but yeah, I wasn't a fan of like her character per se. But well, and her her family. I mean, her dad. Oh my gosh, right. her dad was such a piece of trash. Yeah, yeah, her dad was so awful. Oh, oh, her <laughs> dad. So, well, what are some character? Who are some characters that you didn't like? Then number one is Sugar. Like, why? <laughs> why was she even a thing? So I hated Sugar. Okay, Becky. I didn't want to say that I didn't like her. I kind of have this weird, like, love-hate sort of thing. Like, I'm conflicted about her. I love that they brought in a rep- her uh, the representation of somebody with Down syndrome, and her story wasn't about just her having Down syndrome. She had her mm-hmm. own story just because of who she was. However... Oh, and I, and you know, I just adored that she was taken under Sue's wing and, and she kind of softened Sue a little bit. Like there's so many things I loved about her, but I feel like sometimes they took her, they tried to make her sassy and it became grating. Like she, they'd stepped mm-hmm. over that line to annoying bitch. <laughs> so I, I didn't like that about her. You know, um, they could have shown her gaining confidence and yeah, being a little bit sassy and, and fun without, without making her cutting and cruel um, and downright obnoxious. So mm-hmm. that's what bothered me about Becky. Um, it, it was almost the opposite of character growth because she started sweet and again, maybe a little bit like sassy, but also kind. And then, so she kind of went, went the wrong way. Um, and then the other character I didn't like with was Kate Hudson's Cassandra July. I think that was her name. I love Kate Hudson and I loved her performances, but I thought that that antagonist contentious relationship with her and Rachel was just weird for a teacher. 
I, I don't know. I didn't like that. So other than that, I mean, I, I didn't have any characters that I hated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, with Becky, that's interesting. Cause I think they tried really hard to make her like a mini version of Sue. And I mean, I, I did like the representation. I liked that it wasn't, you didn't have this character of having someone with down syndrome where they were this fragile little bird that everybody was trying to help. That was really awesome. That was great. It was really interesting that they, you know, they paired her up with someone who didn't have down syndrome, which you usually would never see that on a show. You just wouldn't see that. That would be not. And I liked, I thought the conversation where, you know, you had Sue and you had Will and you had a couple other people talking to the guy she was dating. I can't remember his name now. That's right. And how it was basically like them, calling he was basically calling out their own you know biases and because they were like well there's no way you would date her unless you're going to use her and she can't have like a relationship with a quote-unquote normal person and him calling them out on that and saying hey uh what you don't think she's allowed and entitled to have whatever happiness she wants to have and i i like her and he liked that she was a little bit you know funny and and sassy and of course also watching her with her insecurity with that and you know wanting to be able to live up to the fact that she's dating this gorgeous guy and um so that was interesting but i do see what you're saying i mean i thought i thought she was funny i thought a lot of her lines were funny just like with sue even though sue is a horrible person she's (laughs) hilarious she's absolutely hilarious some of the stuff she says just cracks me up um so i do see what you're saying though i think uh, I think if they hadn't, I wish they hadn't gone so hard in on making her like a mini Sue Sylvester. I think that would have been a little bit better, but I do overall love what they did with her because it was so it's, I can't think of another character that I've ever seen on television or in, except for also in um, speaking of Ryan Murphy shows also in American horror story, which I believe it's the same actress that's in that um, who, you know, he also has, um, a character with Down syndrome and a couple of those stories as well. And she is also a fully fleshed out human being who is treated as a full human being, as a fully right, realized character and not as this fragile little porcelain doll or not as like a little kid. She's treated as an adult. And so that's really nice to see as well. So really, I do think sometimes Ryan Murphy makes a lot of missteps in representation, but I do think that was a really cool and amazing thing. And I would think if you, I mean, I don't know this, I can't speak for people in that community, but I would think it might've been, you know, really nice to see that. At least he's trying. Which yes. is yeah. More than a lot of other shows are doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, Rachel's mom was mentioned. See, I love Adina Menzel so much that, but I agree <laughs> her character was a little, I don't know trouble a little problematic <laughs> but i mean i i you know that's got to be hard though if you Absolutely. did you know you you did this thing for people that you cared about and and yeah you don't a expect a teenager to come up and be like hey mom yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah so i i understood a little bit but you know but i didn't really have too much of an opinion on her i know this is probably gonna get me people to not like me, but this is because I don't <laughs> like her. I didn't, I don't like Kristen Chenoweth's character. What's her name? Mm. Uh, why can't I have her name? April. Thank you. I was like, yeah. no, it's an A name. Yeah. I don't really like her period. So her character was very grating to me. 
I didn't like her. I was like, okay, I want you to be gone. I was not a fan <laughs> of her. She was over all. the top for sure. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit too. And yeah, and I think a lot of the new characters they brought in in season six, like a lot of the new high school characters, I really didn't care for because I was kind of like, you know, this is your final season. And I understand because you're trying to stay in the high school, but you didn't have to do that. You could have like branched out a little bit or just show. I mean, I understood why they did it. It made sense, but I didn't care about them because I was just kind of, it just kind of felt like trying to throw in other characters and they were trying to mirror previous characters in a way. And I think that, I don't know, it didn't work for me. So I didn't really <clears throat> like a lot of those new characters. I was just kind of like, okay, they're taking away from everybody else who's more interesting than them. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that was definitely my opinion on that, though, of my least favorite ones. But I do want to talk about a couple of things here with uh, representation, because we've already touched on it a little bit. And I know there are, when you go and um, search out stuff about, like, Clayne, which is Kurt and Blaine and stuff, and a lot of people thinking that was a very toxic relationship and they didn't like that that was the representation they had mm -hmm. for a um, gay relationship on the show. They didn't, a lot of people didn't appreciate that relationship. So I want to know what your thoughts are on the representation in this show, not just for LGBTQIA+, but also for disabilities, for, I mean, you have a character that's in a wheelchair when the actor in real life is not in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to know how you think they handled a lot of, a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, was their representation all good? Absolutely not. Um, in fact, sometimes it was cringy as hell. <laughs> and um, you know, they would say so many things that by today's standards, it's only a decade later, but you say those things today and, you know, they'd be faced with the wrath of social justice warriors and being canceled and everything else. Um, so, yeah, th they were, there was definitely some problematic things. Um, should they have cast a, a wheelchair bound actor or disabled actor to play Artie? Probably would have been a great idea and later they kind of learned remember they brought in um i have no idea what the girl's name is but like the a girl who actually was in a wheelchair mm -hmm. and i don't know if since you're new to this you probably didn't know this there was a tv show um in around, around season five i think that was like on during the summer where they auditioned new characters for glee oh, and really? so it was kind of like a um you know, like one of those, you get voted off the island, like a survivor, but it was to try to find new characters and, or n new, new talent. And it was so engaging <laughs> because, yeah. you know, this, these, ta this talent was amazing. And every week, whoever you were rooting for may or may not get, you know, voted off it was so much fun. And <laughs> they ended up using a couple of the, the, the people that had been in that show. I don't remember what it was called, like making Glee or something like that. But they used them, and one of the ones was the girl in the wheelchair, and she could, she was a fantastic singer. So it was great that you know it's like okay, we learned, we learned something, you know, and let's try to to mm -hmm. be a little better. So yeah, was the was the representation always great? No, but it, it is a fictional TV show that, at its core, is campy, over the top comedy, right? It's not a documentary, mm -hmm. it's or a drama. It's not trying to be. It was good enough to break a lot of ground in a lot of ways. And they gave us a whole lot more diversity than anything else that was on TV at the time. 
right? Like, uh, there may have been a few others, but I think Kurt and Blaine were pretty groundbreaking. Um, and yeah. then how, how often do you see, like, as I was thinking about this question, I started brainstorming, like, about just the main cast alone. You had Black, White, Hispanic, Asian, mixed-raced, gay, straight, bi, transgender, non-binary, um, able-bodied, a girl with Down syndrome, physically disabled. Like, that's just in the main cast. <laughs> there was so much. Mm -hmm. And um, the, the most unrealistic thing about it is that they were all gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't a zit in the the whole show. That's true. Um, Makeup. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But uh and that they were all stupidly talented. I mean, I was That's in choir, true. I was in high school musicals, and let me tell you, maybe one or two kids in the entire, you know, 150 students in the in the choir had a third of that talent. So <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty unusual for one class to have Broadway stars, pop singers, male models, directors. <laughs> so that's pretty unrealistic. Yeah. Um, but I, I loved that the main cast was so diverse and, mm -hmm. and, you know, the whole lesson of the show is this band, this group of kind of outcast mi misfits, losers like me came together and, you know, Sue's little speech at the end where she's talking about how, you know, we, we'd like to think that we live in a world where the, what is it, the quarterback could be best friends with the, the gay kid or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, so no, the representation wasn't always realistic and perfect, but it was, I think it was a heck of a lot better than what we were getting and it. It helped to move things forward. And I, and I also liked not just the representation of the characters themselves, but how many important stories they decided to try to take on. Still campy, still in a comedy, you know, over the top kind of way, but they had the courage to deal with, you know, teen pregnancies and coming out and your grandparents rejecting you, uh, school shootings, gender transitions. I mean, just the list goes on and on, you know, uh, sick parents, just so many things. Um, but I think that they, it wasn't perfect, but I, I, I acknowledged that they were trying to move things forward. And I think they did some. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's the interesting thing to me about Ryan Murphy is, um, you know, he, he tries really hard. I think he tries mm -hmm. really hard. I think he always has. Um, you know, we aren't talking about this show, but the first show he ever did was this show that was on the, I think it was the WB then, uh, the show called Popular, which I don't know. If, did you watch that show, Judy? He did it right I before Nick. Like, that sounds really familiar. Yeah. And it was like, um, it was about high school and there was a girl that was the really, what is her name? I can't remember her name. She's dating Sam Rockwell. That's how I know her now because I love Sam Rockwell. And um, you'd know her if you saw her. And so she was the really popular, blonde, skinny, gorgeous girl. And then there was the girl who was a little bit overweight and not as popular. And they sort of became friends. It was actually a really good show. It was a really good, it was only on for like a season and then it ended. It's like, so I many of those. He's, he's, he's had a couple <laughs> of shows that have been like that that haven't been the successes that his other shows have been. So I think Ryan Murphy 
um, and this will be talked about a lot while we're talking about Ryan Murphy, but I think he tries mm -hmm. to have as much representation, but he stumbles a lot. Um, I think he learned a lot from his stumbles with Nip Tuck because let me tell you, you want to talk about cringe? <laughs> Nip Tuck is all about the cringe. Okay. I mean, some of the stuff Nip Tuck does is just, uh, it's just mind blowing to me. <laughs> Watching it back, I'm like, I can't believe this ever even made it on television. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think he does grow. And I think he did with the show. I think, you know, um, with the coach character, I think if you were to make this today, it would be essential that that was a trans man playing that character. It would be essential right. Right. Um, to have that because that's that's a big thing. But I'm um, sure in season one, when they hired her. They oh, had no they, they weren't even thinking of doing that. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that makes total sense. I'm just saying that now, you know, in hindsight, when you look back, but that's why it was so important in that episode that he had trans men and women on that stage. At choir. Life, oh because, my gosh. Yeah, that that's makes that moment. Yeah. 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 So that's that, um, that is very, very important. And I do think, you know, I, I do think having showing uh, two men in a relationship and and having that on television two young teens in a relationship especially was groundbreaking i mean it really is and to show them kissing and not like a pet i mean they were really kissing to show that even though they didn't mean to have a sex scene of course but to show them in bed together um to show so that smart to of them to parallel mm -hmm. with a straight couple i think it was yeah. so and smart to show an intimate relationship there mm -hmm is pretty, pretty sadly, is pretty groundbreaking and revolutionary for that time period. It still is today. Yeah. So sadly. Uh, so I do think there are a lot of things this show did right. Um, of course, they made a lot of stumbles. But I think overall, I will say I will give Ryan Murphy kudos for this show for a lot of what he did. I especially think um, his representation with people uh, with with someone who is in a wheelchair, having someone who is in a wheelchair and having him have romantic interests throughout mm -hmm. the show, I think was very important because you don't see that a lot. People don't, people like to think, I mean, honestly, sadly, that people that are disabled, that they're not going to have any relationships and that's yep. just not true. And so I appreciated, I thought that was awesome and wonderful and amazing that that was there that they showed yeah. that that they had that happen um and once again with um with becky with the down syndrome with having a person with down syndrome and having her not be you know like a kid not be treated like a kid but be treated like an equal and then calling out people who thought they were treating her like an equal when they weren't treating her like an equal in all areas was very important so i think overall there was more good than bad um, definitely. So yeah. Yeah. As people know, a couple, uh, there are three actors on this show who have passed away, um, of the main actors. And so trigger warning for drug abuse, suicide, and, um, you know, the, the third one, Santana, the actress who played Santana, of course, sadly drowned and died. That, so that's not the same as the other two, uh, Corey, um, it, was it an overdose? Did they determine it was an overdose that he? I think Corey was. Who was the who was the suicide? I think. Uh, the suicide, and this is where we're going to get into something really. So I want to say trigger warning. Yeah. Um, there is an actor on this show who, if you did not know, um, they found child um, trigger warning for child abuse. Child. I knew about that. I didn't realize uh, he Mark, was Mark gone. Salen. Yeah, he Puck. he yeah. 
he hung himself. Yeah, okay. he hung himself. I think it was in 2018. So okay. yeah. So when you have that on a show and you have, you know, this is my first time watching it. And so I already knew about that guy. Yeah. So watching his character, I will say was very hard. That was I very difficult. Um, I think if I had watched this in the beginning, I actually would have liked his character, to be honest, even though he's yeah, a I total, loved Huck. Yeah, even though yeah. he's a total jerk. I think I would have liked him, especially I thought some of the stuff he did was funny. Um, even though some of it was like cringeworthy, but it was still funny. But having that, knowing that and watching it now, knowing who he was in real life was really really hard especially the fact that he was becoming a father and i don't know it was just it was really difficult and i know that i think for a lot of people in the fandom they've kind of disowned him from the show and i know they got very upset when one of the other actresses i can't remember who it was uh, after he died said something when you're always going to be a member of the glee family and i guess a lot of fans got upset about that because they said no he can't be a member of the family anymore because of who he, uh, what he did in real life. So I want to know, I, I don't know, did that taint your view at all later on? Or how do you feel about, I mean, the sadness of losing the other two too? Because yeah. I don't want to just right. focus on that <clears throat> because the other two are very tragic stories. And- For sure. I'm pretty good about being able to separate actors from the roles that they play. Um, as long as I'm not putting money in their pocket, right? Like that, um, mm-hmm. you know, when if there's a controversy going on that, um, you know, some actor is doing something horrible, but he's in this new movie, I'm probably not going to go see it and help put money in their pocket. But since this was, a, you know, this was filmed before I knew and all of that kind of stuff. And when I watched it, I, I'm kind of able to, to separate some of that. And then the, the most recent controversy is the whole thing with Leah Michelle. And, you know, apparently she was a, a brat. Yeah. You know what? She was a super talented teenage girl who was getting everything she wanted. That's, I wouldn't expect anything less. (laughs) So, you know, I can, I can overlook that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, I, I, for the most part, I can, I can kind of separate things that I love from problematic um, artists, as long as, like I said, as long as I'm not still putting money in their pocket, like, I can still recognize that Michael Jackson was a fantastic songwriter and talent and, and boogie down whenever I hear one of his songs, as long as I'm not, you know, he's gone. So, you know, I'm not worried about spending money and and helping him in any way, you know? So I'm kind of able to separate that. Is it absolutely tragic? And do I think about the, the, the deaths that did happen while I'm watching it, especially Naya? Um, you know, of course, Finn, yeah. you know, um, Corey, you know, when you get to the quarterback, cause that all happened as we were watching live. I mean, you're catching, you know, you're watching it now, but I remember, I remember hearing about Corey dying and it just like took the breath out of my lungs. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, cause I was definitely a gleek. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it does break my heart because I, I loved the show and I love the actors and I, and I do kind of when I'm watching it, I think, Oh my gosh, she's gone. You know, I, she's such a talent. Look, like, look at this girl, such vitality and life and yeah. she's gone. So that kind of goes through my head and my heart as I'm watching it. But, you know, because of the controversy with uh, the actor who played puck again, I don't remember his name. It's not that I won't watch it. I just, you know, 
kind of put that out of my mind. Yeah. And I mean, it's something we've talked about a lot this year um, is separating, you know, the art from the artist. And you have to. Can, and how, and with this one, you know, I was like, okay, if he was still making money off of this, if he was still doing this after all of that, and they were still letting him on the show, that kind of thing, I probably would have had a bigger issue watching it and covering it, to be honest. But I mean, it did, like I said, it tainted my view of the character. And like I said, if I had watched this live back then, I, it wouldn't have. I think I would have really liked his character a lot. Um, but I had a hard time even like, you know, because there were things I wanted to mention about him earlier. But I was like, I didn't really want to because it's kind of, I don't know, kind of taints it there. Yeah. But with the other two deaths and um, with Corey, it's just so heartbreaking because addiction is such a heartbreaking thing. And I think a lot of times, you know, people can kind of just uh, treat people who die of addiction and die that way um, like crap. And I just feel heartbroken for him that he wasn't able to overcome his addiction and that his addiction killed him. That's just heartbreaking and sad for him and sad for everybody around him and everybody who cared for him and loved him. Um, that's just absolutely heartbreaking. Cause I know, cause I know he was off the show for a little bit because he was in rehab and he was trying to get better. And I think he had just gotten out of rehab a little bit right before he had passed away, I believe. And that makes it even sadder. Um, but sadly that happens a lot. And, you know, it's, I mean, heroin is like a drug that's like, I've heard you take it once and you're addicted to it. So, it's very heartbreaking to me um, because I thought he was really good. He was a very talented singer. I thought he was a really good actor. I really liked the character. I really liked Finn a lot. I, I really did. I enjoyed him a lot. And, you know, that had to be really difficult, especially for Leah Michelle, who I know she's known as a diva, <laughs> um, but she was in love with him. And I'm sure that was a very difficult thing for her personally to have to deal with and have to deal with that on a show. Um, you could tell when she was singing during that episode, during the quarterback episode, you could see that <laughs> that was not acting at no. all. Yeah, you could see I agree. she was having a really hard time getting through that song. Yep. So even though she is a diva and a total brat, <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of, I mean, you know. She's um, apologized and, and at least taken responsibility and said, hey, I was young and dumb, you know. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think it's, I think more of these actors and actresses are entitled brats more than we probably want to admit. Or, or I would, know. I would <laughs> suspect that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's fame. I think fame can get to somebody's head. And I think that's probably what happened to her. Yeah. And then with, with Naya, um, that's just a tragic, that's just, oh my gosh, her poor kids too. That's just, um, that's just, that's really heartbreaking. That was really sad. And she was so talented and beautiful. Uh, she seemed beautiful inside and out. Right. And I just, that's just really, that one to me, I mean, I think they're all really, I mean, I think the two, I'm not, going to touch the other one really because that's uh, <laughs> um but i think they're both really heartbreaking deaths um yeah. but yeah i just wanted i just thought it'd be weird if we didn't mention that just yeah. since it is kind of a big thing um and yeah i just wanted to talk about how it was for me as someone who'd never watched it before and being like oh god yeah i wanted to be able to get your opinions on the finale um and did you like the way the show wrapped up i mean i'm a sucker for a happy ending 
Right. I, I so I I did love and there were some beautiful moments in there, you know, like when when Sue says and I wrote this down, it takes a lot of bravery to look around the world and see it not as it is, but as it should be. Um, and Glee is about imagining a world like that and opening up your heart to sing about it. Like I like she had Sue Sylvester of all people got like the best line, you know, in the in the finale. Um, so there were some beautiful things about it. I like the little callback to the beginning, so we could kind of remember how, this journey, remember the beginning of our journey um, that we went with this with these kids. But I get, I think my biggest problem with it is that everybody gets everything they ever wanted. <laughs> so that's true. You know when. Um, <laughs> When it's that, I don't know if I don't know if easy is the right word, but when every when there's no stakes, it can kind of lose. It could be a little less in interesting, right? Um, you know, in in a normal high school choir, you're not going to have multiple Broadway stars, pop <laughs> singers, um, movie directors, male models, you know, not everybody is going to go on and get everything they've ever dreamed of. And part of dreaming is we're not all going to achieve every dream. That doesn't mean we shouldn't, but dreams should be this thing that, you know, maybe some sometimes unattainable, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't try. So that that's my struggle with the end and not just the end, but the whole show, you know, yeah. the whole show is that, you know, they put these, these kids through all these interesting challenges, but then there's no loss in, in, in the end. I mean, other than Corey, but you know, that was, that was mm -hmm. in reality and that was not how it was originally written, right? In the end, they were going to end up together. It was going to be this happy ending. So I guess to me, the biggest, the biggest problem with it is just everybody got everything. And that's just, I don't know, it just kind of takes away some of the, the challenges that they, that they went through. Um, but again, also sucker for a happy ending. So I kind of <laughs> loved it too. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I see what you're saying. I think it fit though, in a way, because this show is so, not realistic <laughs> in a lot of respects. Right. It's about I dreaming. Mean, it's about, yeah. That's yeah. True. It's like, I mean, it's like a fantasy because like you said, that's very true. I mean, I was in choirs. I was in theater. I was in, you know, I was, I was an actress and hung out with all the actors and hung out with all those people. And I, I know maybe one or two people, maybe that were on the kind of success, right? exactly. but nothing like that. And, you know, it, might have been like you know interesting if she didn't win the tony award but then you wouldn't have gotten that speech about will and i thought that speech about will was fantastic I did like that. and i liked yeah. watching his face during that because we've barely talked about will at all but <laughs> <laughs> he was weird anyway <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, you know his best friends were all in high school which is exactly weird exactly <laughs> that is kind of weird uh when you think about it that way um but I mean, I, he did Rocky Horror Picture Show with high school kids. Yeah, and that's whole, true. You know, a whole twerking thing. Like, yeah, Will, Will was a little problematic himself, but <laughs> that's true. But I kind of just always forgave it because honestly, I, and I don't know I how so much, much older the actor was than the other, but I think they were all so close in Not age. Yeah. It was kind of like, okay, this makes sense. Sure. 
<laughs> I'm fine with this, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I know, Kara, yeah, real life is is BS, TV shows should be better. I want the unachievable, that's why I watch <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, a fantasy, that's, exactly. That's it's true. a fun, campy can't, <laughs> fantasy. So that's why yes. I said I kind of like the, the the fun, happy ending. I just, but all throughout the series, it it did kind of feel like almost too much. Like everybody just got everything they wanted. But yeah, that's just me. Yeah, no, I and I get that. And you know, one thing I was disappointed is we didn't get much about um, Santana, and we didn't get much about Santana and Brittany. We didn't get much about what happened to them, really, unless I'm, I mean, I just watched it, but unless i Like, I'm, I remember I was rooting for her to go to college on that cheerleading scholarship. I thought yeah. that was a cool story for her, but, yeah. you know, Yeah, whatever. we didn't get much from them. Yeah. Um, and I, and I will say, I, I mean, and I shipped Kurt and Blaine, as I've already talked about my love for them a couple of times. Oh, God, and that wedding. Um, oh, the wedding. <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> you didn't like I mean, the it was wedding. adorable, and I loved it, but they were too young. Stop. <laughs> yeah, I will say. I mean, it is you don't kind surprise of somebody with a wedding. <laughs> By the way, yeah, you're getting married yeah. today. I mean, that's like, like I said, the way that Blaine proposed was was wonderful and amazing. But if anyone were to propose to me like that, I would want to smack them. <laughs> way too public I, yeah. because that puts so much you never know you might say no yeah exactly exactly i mean talk about pressure i mean he's got all these people together singing that's a lot of pressure yeah no i do i do get what you're saying about everybody getting happy and because i do think in all honesty i don't think kurt and blaine probably would have even lasted to be honest and i love them but I think they might have broken up. <laughs> to be quite frank. High school romances often do. Yeah. Yes. And then having Rachel be the, their surrogate was <laughs> a little too on the nose, but, uh -huh. but I still liked it. Um, I still thought it was sweet. It was better than a lot of the rest of that last season was. So I'll take it. <laughs> okay. But yeah. Okay. So I know you have to go, but Judy, if you want to just tell everybody where they can be found, where they can be found, where they can be found, <laughs> I can be found. <laughs> where you can be found. Yep. So my main um, fandom presence is on Tumblr at angels watching over all one word. And yeah, that's my main one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's okay. mostly supernatural. Shocker. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. And you're starting um, Gish tomorrow. I Which am so people in Supernatural know what that is, but the it's you know. luck. yeah. So good <laughs> luck, good luck. It's Thanks. Crazy. Thank you so much for being on and have fun for the rest of the night. <laughs> Thanks. Have Thank a great you. one. You too. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you so much again to you, Judy, for being on this episode with me. It's been so great this week to be back podcasting. This is my passion, and having a week off from it. While it was nice to kind of relax a little bit, it was really weird. And I really missed doing this. And I really missed providing this for everybody. So thank you so much for listening. I'm really glad to be back. Um, and I'm very excited about what we have coming up in the next few months. It's going to be really exciting. And of course, we're going to be celebrating horror really soon. And speaking of that, Remember, we have our horror trivia event coming that's going to start on September 4th, and signups have opened, so please go to the link in our link tree. It should be the very first one on top. Fill out the Google form there to sign up. It should be a lot of fun. 
all of those events are just going to be live streams. They're not going to be recorded for the podcast at all. So they're going to be separate from here. But we have great guests coming on, great prizes. It's just going to be a blast. Great categories. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to have costumes. We're going to have themed cocktails that you can make into mocktails, all that kind of jazz. So it's just going to be so much fun. And I really hope that you'll come and join us. So once again, click on that sign up sheet to join the fun. You can either join as a team of two people or as a single individual. So be sure to follow me on Twitter at eAprilBeauty. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one. On Instagram at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. If you have any feedback, show notes, any questions about the upcoming trivia event, feel free to reach out to us at It's a Fandom Thing Pod at gmail.com. And next week, we are going to be wrapping up our very brief celebration of Ryan Murphy with a discussion about American Horror Story and American Crime Story. So those should be some good discussions. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate.